guys. Beer. Sports. Join Sean and Brad as they talk about sports and share a beer. From the East Coast of Canada. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Sean and Brad again. Guys, Beer Sports, episode 14. No, brother. I believe it's 13, 13. Lucky number 13. Number 13. I I prefer sevens uh, myself, but 13 is good too. Um, We're here today. We're going to talk about week seven of the NFL. We're going to talk about uh, what's happening in the World Series. Um, And then we're going to talk later with uh, our friend Lee, who uh, has some great insights on UFC uh, 254. So, plus, on top of that, being a champion himself there uh, and a a military athlete. So, Really excited right. to talk to you today and just kind of see what his insights are, just uh, all things combat sports. So, yeah, uh, it'll, be, it'll be a good follow to, to get to in a little bit. Sean, how are you, buddy? Man, I'm doing I'm doing well. You know, uh, I really enjoyed this week. Um, um, there were some funny things that came up from last week that uh, I'm glad we got to share, like GSP. Yeah. I still have my shrine to GSP. You ain't going to look Oh, he is there. I was going to say. He is there. He is there. He's in the, he's right there. You know, Lit him a little bit behind the pirate skull. Yeah, you know. But the thing is, I mean, GSP is still the greatest pound-for-pound fighter ever to walk into the UFC. I don't care what any of the Americans say, GSP. And if you are listening, we're big fans. Well, I'm a big fan. I don't know about Brad, but I'm a big fan. And I would love for you to come on here. Um, I yeah. know that you have I'm better things fan. to do. Yeah, Brad's yeah, a big I, fan when I you come a, on. That's not even sarcasm. Yeah, like like you're the greatest fighter, I think, honestly, in my mind, in my opinion. Uh, and yeah, maybe I'm a little biased. But the thing is, though, is that until I see something different, I think he is one of the greatest fighters. I mean, there's 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 others that are making their names. Like, I mean, John Jones, I mean, people can say that. And you know what? You're not far off. You could talk about uh, Habib Nurmagomedov. You know, you're not that far off. But it, maybe it's just because I have do have a bias, but I do think he's one of the greatest. And why would you not put him in there as one of the greatest of all time? You know, I've been thinking about this whole greatest conversation, um, mm. specifically because of the whole – it's always Michael and LeBron, right? Like, so mm-hmm. That's the thing that puts it out. And it's so difficult, I think, to even try to put those things together because, you know uh, – It is. It's such evolving, and you have to put all these different – you know, without Michael, there's no LeBron. Right. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's an easy, an easy jump for most people. Mm-hmm. And then you think about like the, the Chuck Liddell's and the Anderson Silva's, the Matt Hughes, like what those guys meant to the sport that allowed people like John Jones and GSP to come in and make runs. Yep. Even Forrest Griffin, right? If Forrest Griffin was on a tear for a while. Rich Franklin was on a tear for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't say those then were necessarily the greatest ever. Well, GSP. Pretty, pretty damn good. Right. And yeah. so. It's hard for me to compare different eras to those. I think that's kind of why the Khabib thing's out for me because it's he's fighting in a different UFC than those other guys did, uh, and so maybe he's got to go a little longer before he gets up on that top five for me. But you know, still kind of. You're 28 no though, man. That's yeah. fantastic. It's a, it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I just wanted to give a shout out here. I know you're still not drinking any beer right now, Brad. Just want to give a shout out there to Boxing Rock, Boxing Rock with your Temptation Red. It's an American red ale. Such a good beer. Uh, These guys at Boxing Rock, they've been doing it right. I already gave you the whole entire story from what they had there beforehand, but let me just uh, explain about the Temptation Red Ale here. So it's full-bodied 
bold and rich temptation red ale is a sultry jazz singer mm. in your glass just singing it for you you know continuously hopped during the brew and dry hopped after fer- fermentation this beer has a uniquely full flavor profile yet it's smooth and easy drinking drink it fresh and enjoy it with friends i'm enjoying this one with you there brad yes so, yes there we man, go. i appreciate it I, yeah that sounds fantastic that's really think. good yeah. Ales are my favorite, especially red ales are so good. Mm. Red ales and stouts are like my favorite. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, those are the, those are the two. We get we get down on that through things. Um anyway, let's get back to sports because yeah. maybe we figure it out. I think that's best for my dizzy situation. Um baseball's going on, World Series, right? Uh to be honest, I didn't know that we would get to the World Series. You know, I'm so happy. Yeah. Baseball started uh with mm-hmm. all those tests and delayed games and all those things, but here we are. Um, you know, Dodgers look really good. Uh, Tampa yeah, Bay, really good. Man, Tampa Bay looks good. Also, they just don't have the horses that the Dodgers have. I mean, that's what cool. we saw. Right last night was it never felt like Tampa was even in the game. Well, here's the thing: is that like Los Angeles seems to have two dominant pitchers. If Clayton Kershaw's on his game, they have two dominant pitchers with uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clayton Kershaw, and is it uh, Burley oh, or yeah. or yeah, is Burley. it Bueller? Bueller, that's Bueller. Bueller. So those guys are amazing, right? And then somehow, like in Game Two, they put like Los Angeles put this weird hodgepodge of like relievers going up in there and so just like what is going on interesting that's the strategy now right is that they have this uh bullpen starter deal with this sometimes it works really well because you know the thing is that they were talking about during uh, last night's game is you don't want to be seen more than twice through that rotation yeah yeah so it was a weird. It was a weird thing, though, and of course, Tampa would have ta- exploited that and, and taken that over there. So, I mean, the thing is, that Tampa won a game. Uh, Los Angeles paid a lot of money, and it, it was, it's funny because, like, you know, what I was telling Reed is that I actually I, I've never wanted Los Angeles to win this. They remind me of the Yankees just spending money to get players. This is the first time I actually find myself sort of rooting for the Dodgers because, like, you've been there so many times, you haven't won it. Like, I find myself hump, rooting right? for them. Yeah, you got to get over the hump. And and Tampa Bay kind of like left a bad taste in my mouth when they were talking about this season. If if there was no pandemic, if nothing was happening, half the games they were talking about playing them in Montreal. So half in Tampa, half in Montreal. Really? Because yeah, even if they're winning, they don't even get the crowd. So to me, it's like, wow, you're you're gonna give these guys a championship when they don't even come out. Yeah. So yeah. Title town now. Whatever. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Enough baseball. Uh shout out uh my buddy Todd Tishner at the Major League Umpire worked uh, game two behind the plate. So really proud of Todd. Was he behind the plate? Oh yeah, uh for my boy Todd and uh had a good had a good run at it. So check him out. Old 13's on the bases tonight. And uh so really proud of it. It's always cool to watch your friends do some cool stuff, right? So Absolutely. Watching him, you know, through the years has been great, but really proud that he finally uh, is able to put the World Series on his resume. So anyway, good job, That's Todd. So cool. So cool. So cool. Week seven of the NFL. Here we are. This is, you know, uh, I was talking with 
uh, one of my buddies uh, this morning on Messenger. And, you know, I think that week seven through 12 are my favorite weeks of the NFL season. Because everyone is still a little bit in, you're starting to see the separation, right? Yeah. But you also like the middle is so clouded of like the competitive also runs. You know what I mean? Like the bot, like you're starting to see like the top seeds, right? Like it's the Tampas and the yeah. Seattles and the you know the Pittsburghs and the Tennessees and like the people that you think are going to be there at the end. But yeah. then you have everyone else is still fighting for seeding in the place. And then once the playoffs happen, like who knows what's going to happen, right? That's the yeah. beauty of the playoffs. Yeah. So for me, seven through twelve is where everyone gets. This is the separator, right? Is seven through twelve because the bye yeah. weeks come in. Everyone's a little run down. Everyone's dealing with injuries, you know. Yeah. And then it seems like week thirteen through seventeen is, you know, you have some duds. You have some teams that are just, you know, going through. Well, the there's first. there's there's definitely some fakers, right? Like obviously you win four in a row, but then you drop two, and all of a sudden people are like, you know, on your case. So. Yeah. Yeah. uh there's some there's some interesting there's some interesting games coming up here like the Giants Eagles game like uh, to me it was like I, I just never heard what, what what are you chuckling about there what are you chuckling uh, about there talk quickly about Daniel Jones and his eighty yard run uh, where, where where he ended up tackling himself yeah you got tackled by the famous turf monster like that's got to be terrible for you man like that was how like, embarrassing oh, man you're trying to get a ninety yard touchdown run and you get eighty eight or eighty two yards so by sad. yourself like he's why. <laughs> Like the, the game was, it was entertaining, but also at the same hand, it was like, gosh, they both really stink. It's like I was both those teams stink. Way, yeah, the same way that I'm entertained at a high school football game, I was entertained uh, there just because it was close. I never you know, heard so, so many complete a pass. Yeah, you know I mean? like, I, I, like like to me, I was just like, okay, so like the world of uh, the World Series, the Super Bowl, where they won the Eagles, right in 2017. Yeah. Uh, that was like Rocky one for me. That game last night was absolutely Rocky five. Just an absolute piece of turd on Thursday night. It's like, what in the world? Come still on, watching, man. Still watching, right? Yeah, of course we're watching, but I mean, I was just like, dang. And, and right now the Cowboys got to be careful because if they lose to Washington, the Eagles are back in first, man. <laughs> And that's the East. The Dallas team that we saw last week, last week, that team could lose to Washington. Maybe. I mean, if Ezekiel Elliott's doing what he's doing, yeah, they will. You know, you can't be fumbling the ball twice in the game. So upset. I I drafted Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, I'm so pissed. You got to be kicking yourself right now. I've never seen a guy who barely fumbled the ball last season right now cannot seem to carry it. Well, he did did really well for the first five weeks, so it's hard to – you know, one one game is this one game. What are you but, talking about, man? I mean, he played in Cleveland and he gave that ball up. That's already. I mean, I that's three fumbles like I talked so about right there on my hand. He's fine from a fantasy perspective. He's fine because he's still scoring me twenty two points. <laughs> Score two touchdowns. So it's all good. It's, it's all good run. there, as far as you're concerned. <laughs> Listen, uh, here's how it goes for me: is that not a giant Cowboys fan? I ain't stretch. Right. Right. I enjoy I enjoy watching Jerry Jones suck because I don't like Jerry Jones. But when Ezekiel Elliott can have a good good enough game to score me twenty points from the running back position in fantasy, and they still lose, oh man, like the best. 
the absolute best. Before we go any further, I did want to bring up something. There's a it's a it's a it's a two headed it's a two headed point. Point question. Point. Yeah. So you stated that week seven, Tua will be starting for Miami. And if they were playing in week seven, you're right on the dot. The thing is that they have a bye week, so they're starting him in week eight. So great, Brad, great prediction. Here's the bummer, though. Brian Flores and that whole entire Miami organization has just lost a lot of respect to my eyes because Ryan Fitzpatrick did nothing play his heart out. Well, yeah. He didn't do anything. No, no, no. No, I don't care. You want to you want to make a switch? That's fine. Call the man beforehand. Let the man know beforehand. Don't let him know when everybody else is knowing. That's ridiculous. That's the story I had read that. That part. is it. He yeah, found out the same time that everybody else found out. And to me, that makes me lose respect for that organization because it's like what? You're not man enough to call the man and say, "Hey, this is what's going to happen." At least that way, I you know what you you got to get yourself ready. You got to get yourself ready. No problems. But what in the world? You can't do that. And he finds out the same time that everybody else is finding out. Not right. Yeah, I agree. If that's not went down, uh, it's been interesting to watch all the other things kind of go on uh, too behind the scenes. Um, you know, I think he maybe Brian Flores maybe lost that record. Yeah, uh, princesses just want to have fun. If that's what you're hearing in the background. Uh, the four-year-old is very uh, tightened up today. So <laughs> he wants to be a YouTube star, and she thinks that's what we're doing. So she's, oh, okay, okay. So she's just hijacking this. I love it. Yeah. And the door locked. She's holding her iPad to the crack of the door so we can hear uh, her music. So yeah, she's so cute. <laughs> I want them to be that way as adults, but right now, you know, it is what it is. Um. And I'm back. Uh, I have a thing to say. You know, being a dad is my favorite thing in the world. But um, that kid, the youngest, uh, is the prototypical youngest, you know, always yeah, like yeah. trying to get away with stuff. And she does this thing where she hides my shit. And uh, and she says it's the ghost. I'm realizing right now that she's taking some of my other stuff, too. And then she'll be like, hey, do you see this? And she's like, oh, maybe the ghost took it. And you're like, okay, well, you'll be a hero if you can find it. And then she'll go and find it. Like, yeah. Ghost, eh? <laughs> I'm realizing appropriate. Now the ghost has stolen my glasses. So. Oh, it's appropriate for this time of year, the ghost. <laughs> this is all the time. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So, she overcame a lot to get here, right? Like, that's the yeah. thing. She's my yeah. second baby, so she's always going to be a fighter. That's how it works. She's um, half. But, she's half X Men. So yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I watch. Somebody start flying soon. We don't know. Okay. Uh, here's the thing, though, with Miami, right? And this is why I felt like they would go to Tua on the break. On the break, because um, like my comments about when Tua was going to be the starter was based about the bye week, because I felt right. like. Been that much capital uh, to get a starting quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick is generally 500, you know, which is that's where he is, right? We're three and yep. three going into it. You get uh, two or two weeks to get ready for yep. to be the starter. There's, there's no more opportune time to do it than now. Yep. Um, I kind of thought the writing was on the wall. We saw him come in for that last drive last week, right? I thought, oh, he's going to be, he's going to start week eight. Mm. 
it, and it's just numbers, right? It's listen, everything, everything you're saying makes sense. It's just the way that they handled it. Yeah, they handled it poorly, right? Yeah. You know what's interesting too is thinking about Brian Flores and also thinking about Josh McDaniels as a head coach and kind of some of the other Bill Belichick disciples that have gone on to be head coaches, right? You put mm-hmm. Vrabel and uh, Patricia in the same category is they are a little bit tone deaf, right? Mm-hmm. Their emotional intelligence is not great mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because the, you know, Flores probably felt like he could just do what he wanted and, and his team was going to respond. This right. team is 500, which for that team and that organization, 500 at the break is actually pretty decent. Uh, if you look at the last you know decade of Miami Dolphins football. And so you, know, you can see why there'd be some, uh, some pushback there, but right. Right. It'd be interesting to see how it goes forward. You know, winning uh, cures everything, right? So Tua comes out and they all of a sudden, let's just say that they're six and three, you know, uh, in week 10, I guess, 11, like then, you know, all bets are off. I just, I just think it's, 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 it's a lot to ask. I mean, it's one thing if you were going in and you had a losing record and, you know, you come in to start and it's just like, okay, let's see what it is right now. You're in a hunt and now you're putting extra pressure on this young kid. I don't know if that's fair. I think this was the plan the entire time. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah, but you're right in the spot that like, and it's what we just said is Miami's not been competitive for how long? Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. And now they are. And what you're doing is disrupting that whole deal. Like it kind of is. No one yeah. does that in any sport. No, I mean, you know, like, hey, let's uh, switch our goaltender to the winning as his games and yeah. put in this guy here that uh, we, we have, have no faith in. Yeah. Copy to a shake if that's all right with you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Marry up, son. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, yeah. Go ahead. A lot of fascinating games this weekend, though. We, we spent enough time talking about the bye teams. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, we I did. Indianapolis, I read this story. I don't know that you're familiar with uh, Jacob Eason. J- Jacob Eastman is a Washington product and went to the University of Washington after a trip to Georgia. It right. didn't work very well. And he was drafted by the Indianapolis Colts. And I read a good article this week about how they're bringing him along and they see him as maybe the predecessor, not predecessor. What's the right word? The uh, successor. Successor. Yeah. 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 What that does to Jacoby and, you know, they're saying he's making leaps and bounds and, you know, the, the knock on uh, Jacob at UW was that he had all the talent in the world, but maybe wasn't necessarily uh, the most emotionally intelligent uh, leader. And so now he's learning from Philip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett and Frank Wright, is, you know, former pro quarterback is really getting him through uh, his progressions and he's making moves. And I thought that it was interesting. I wonder if we see a rookie quarterback in Indianapolis before let's say we can like, if, if they're wow. sure, maybe Jacoby gets traded in the next couple of weeks, right? The trade yep. deadline is a week and a half away. And they put it to Eason and then Eason, you know, they start over because Indianapolis, you know, is in the hunt now, I guess. Right. But yeah, they week, are. Yeah. Yeah. Week 10, week 11, maybe not. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because I mean, you, you took a chance on the older quarterback there, right. And yep. uh, Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers is what he is right now. Cause he is older and 
He's, I don't know, man. Like Philip Rivers is already at least he's my age. Yeah, it's just that when I think about Philip Rivers and I think about um, Drew Brees, and I think that Drew Brees got the short end of the stick there with the Chargers, and they decided, oh, let's go with Philip Rivers. Well, you went with that, and I like, remember you know, the day that Drew Brees got hurt. He got hurt on the last play of the season. Yeah. I, I, I mean, to me, it's like, whatever. You know, the, you know, the San Diego Superchargers did Drew Brees dirty, in my yeah. opinion. But in Indianapolis, I mean, like they did, they did Peyton Manning dirty, and then they bring Andrew Luck, and then Andrew Luck's like, you know, yeah, I getting hurt too much, so I'm retiring, which shocked everybody. So they were scrambling. So they go and they get Philip Rivers and they think that they're getting themselves this, you know, the next, the next coming or something like that. And it's just like, well, this is what he is. Yeah. And he's, you know, people are talking about how he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I, I, I don't, I don't know how. I don't know why. He has no Super Bowls. Yeah. Okay. You threw a lot of yards and you made a few touchdowns. You're not, you're not Dan Marino. You know, I don't know. He's not. Maybe I'm wrong. Hall of Fame quarterback. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's got nothing to say otherwise. Like Dan Marino, I understand why he's a Hall of Fame quarterback during that time period, even though he has no Super Bowls. But Philip Rivers, no. He went to one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Philip Rivers is the prototypical wins in the regular season, can't win in the, in the postseason quarterback. Does he win in the regular season? Because, I mean, let's they face it, the Chargers. They're competitive. They didn't they're make the playoffs last year. They made they made it two years ago. I'm about the last the last 18 years of his career. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. All right. So we got Panthers. Yeah, Panthers and Saints. Uh, Super interesting that uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Michael Thomas both ruled out for the Saints. Yes. Um, You know something's up with Michael Thomas, right? And I read. Maybe he's on the trade block. Maybe there's a chance that he leaves New Orleans. Why? I got it. You got to think it's he's maybe having a little bit of Antonio Brown. Just well, he's handling it better than Antonio Brown, then. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Not if they're talking about trading him. You're talking about trading like the best receiver in the game. You think he's the best receiver in the game? When he's healthy? Yeah. Who's better? At this point, at this point. There's been guys that were better last year. Julio Jones last year was better. Hopkins yeah. last year was better. This year, it's, it's, it's Michael Thomas. Just from an Tyreek, Tyreek Hill's great. I mean, you know. Is he? He's fast. <laughs> he is. I'll give he you that. I'll give good you good routes. Yeah. yeah. A slant and a go. He, like, I'm a receiver's receiver. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interesting. Not, not the 5'9 burner. No, what do you think? What do you think of uh, what do you think? I mean, to me, it's interesting that you have uh, Teddy Bridgewater who was back backing up Drew Brees last season, yeah, and he's playing him in New Orleans. And I think Carolina got a good chance of winning that game. I do, I think that Teddy brings it because I think that Teddy thought maybe with Drew having a year left. Which I think we all think this is Drew's last year. Yeah, you know, they could afford it to hold Teddy for a year and then yeah. you know, start a deal and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see some competition with Teddy and trying to yeah. stick it to New Orleans for that. No, absolutely. I think absolutely. you know from the health perspective, 
you know, I mean, uh, New Orleans still has some weapons, but they're also down some guys. So they're going to run. I think we see a lot of uh, Kamara and uh, Murray running the ball. I don't know. If well, yeah, I think I think that's what has to happen if you're playing uh, Carolina. You're just give me one moment here. I'll be right back. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right. So yeah, Carolina. Did you get uh, to def- fart off camera or something? What's that? What did you do? You to go fart off camera? No, man. No, I, I would do it right here. No, <laughs> no. I, I'm renting the beer right now. <laughs> no, no, that'll happen. <laughs> that will happen. Hey, uh, so moving on to the other matchups of the week. Uh, fascinated to watch this Green Bay Houston game. I don't know why. No, I, I I agree with you because here's the thing: is that uh, Green Bay Houston. Let me just find this here. Why can't I find this here? Because Canada hates the NFL. Here we go. Yeah. So to me, Houston looked great in that last game, even though they lost it, but they still were competitive, and they ended up losing in overtime against Tennessee. Packers lost against uh, Tampa Bay. So yeah, it's it looks like a good match. Yeah, wow. it it'd be interesting to watch this Aaron Rodgers uh, Deshaun Watson duel, right? I mean, absolutely, like different playbook, but they're gonna they're gonna compete for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, that's a good game for me. Uh, I'm interested to watch this Tampa Bay Raiders game. Um, yes, that's a good game. Yeah, it it has the potential to be right. You talk about the Raiders putting four of their five linemen on the COVID list. So if they can test out and get back healthy and they play, mm-hmm. uh, I really like their chances. But if they don't, if it, if the Oakland Raiders – or I'm sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders, man, that's hard to get used to. I know, it is. It's tough. Uh, if they can – if they have to trot out all their backups on the offensive line against that defense that Tampa Bay is rolling out right now, right. Mm-hmm. not a great day for Derek Carr. But. Right. But here's the thing, is that the Raiders beat uh, Kansas City. Okay, yeah. who I think has the problem, right? Like it's John Gruden. Well, that and also Kansas City probably got the 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 most potent offense out there, and they ended up beating them, even though they were still scoring. They went up to thirty two points. Yeah. Um. So to me, Tampa Bay, they've been touched already by the Bears. They've been touched by the New Orleans Saints. Yep. Raiders is a good enough team to touch them. Yep, I think they will. I, yeah. think I think it's Oakland. Or gosh, dang man, I cannot get my shot. <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders uh, stay on track this week. It's a real thing, man. It's difficult. It's difficult. <laughs> I'm having a real hard time with this uh, CRS disease I have. So uh, here's the here's here's the thing: is that there's a tendency of a lot of uh, a lot of uh, divisional rivalry games, right? So yeah. Giants Eagles, we saw. We're seeing Panther Saints. Yep. Kansas City, feels, Kansas, which feels like a boat race for Kansas City. Oh, Kansas. I, man. Here's the right. thing. Here's the thing. I thought the Broncos were going to lose against uh, New England last week. Yep. And then they win by six field goals, which six <laughs> blows my mind. Goals. Six. <laughs> blows my mind. How do you win with six field goals? Explain I, that to me. I don't know. I can't. So who knows? Maybe, maybe I don't even I, know what it's, I can't even make a joke about it. Like that's how terrible it is. It's so, so bad. Kansas City's gonna run through Broncos. I mean, there's 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 no way fans or butts. And if uh, if, if they don't, 
I don't know. San Francisco, New England is an interesting game to me too because both is teams it? feel like they're at, well. It feels like both teams are at a bit of a crossroads. They are. I mean, for the first time ever, New England is in third spot in the AFC East. They have to win. How excited are you to say that? Does that I'm make so you so happy? So happy. You have no idea. And the, and the fact that the Bills are playing the Jets, I know we're going five and two. So it's like, oh, have to. Have to. yeah, I know it. You know what I mean? We just played two I, really tough games. And I saw some, I saw something this morning. Uh, <laughs> and it was like, uh, the Buffalo Bills have to beat the Jets to get back on, to get their confidence back. And I thought, okay, we're being a little dramatic. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure the Bills are going to handle the Jets. Pretty sure they're going to handle the Jets. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not yeah, even really concerned. Saw this is Josh Allen's eating a hot dog at halftime because they're up three scores. <laughs> no, I know. Confidence back? No, you don't. You're not getting confidence back doing that. That's like when you're uh, on the varsity and you scrimmage the JV team and you beat them by 30. Like, that doesn't give you any you know confidence. What? You're absolutely correct. Like if you want confidence back, maybe next week when you're playing the Patriots. You know what yeah. I mean? But this week, whatever. Just take well, your feast. NFL, any team can beat you any given Sunday. Yada, yada, I understand. Whatever. I understand. However, comma, no, yeah. not this week. Not Sorry. this week. I mean, the Bills are right now pissed off. They lost two in a row. And I I, I mean, and they played two great teams. I mean, they played yeah. Tennessee and the Josh, big Kansas Josh City. Brown, Josh Brown getting a goose egg. Last week is something to talk about too, right? I mean, they've got to get – they have to get back on track. And this is a game to get back on track. Bringing back your confidence, you. I don't think that's the thing. But getting no. you getting you back on schedule, helping like all yeah. that, I definitely think that's the thing. And it's the same thing when I'm looking at Cleveland and Bengals, right? Like the Browns and the Bengals. Like I, I don't see the Bengals winning that game. But having said that, who knows? Maybe Joe yeah. Burrows now has figured out something because he looked so pretty good in the last game. something that I think is interesting about Joe Burrows, right? First time Joe Burrows is going to play a team for the second time in the same season. Yeah. Yeah. I'm becoming a big Joe Burrows guy, but let's see what he gets figured out. But maybe, maybe they go up. I think it's a high-scoring game. I think, man, I hate to say this too. Uh, have I told you about my hatred of, Ohio, of Oklahoma football? I hate Oklahoma football. Really? There's Bob Stoops. I can't I hate Bob Stoops. Do tell. <laughs> you know what? No, no, no. You did. You did talk about. You did talk about Bob Stoops. I do remember that. I hate Bob. But Stoops. listen, the people, the coaches that I hate the most are <laughs> Jim Harbaugh, who I would vote for most punchable face. Bob Stoops, Nick Saban. Hmm. And not to say they're not good coaches. I just don't yeah, like them. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah, like them. Yeah. Whatever. And they're not even like they're not even uh, coaches that have ever gone against teams that I root for. Well, I shouldn't say that. Jim Harbaugh did. I hate Jim Harbaugh. His <laughs> khaki pants. God bless that man. Uh, <laughs> I hate Jim Harbaugh when he was the coach of the. 49ers, but I didn't like him when he was the quarterback of the Bears. We're gonna have to do another segment called Coaches That We Hate (laughs) for no good reason. Like, we should do it. (laughs) My list is not very long, but it's very potent. (laughs) Plenty of material, plenty. Save it for later when I'm feeling a bit more growly. Um, you know, the other uh game 
outside of, you know, obviously the Seattle-Arizona game, getting bumped to national TV is the best move of the week, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love uh, primetime Russell Wilson. He's just fantastic. You know, I think he gets a chip on his shoulder uh, for Kyler Murray uh, with them comparing him. Um, but historically, Seattle plays like garbage in Arizona. So maybe we get some justification. <coughs> back That's true. Yeah. Play down there. We'll see how that game goes. But Pittsburgh, Tennessee feels like the smash mouth game. <sighs> That's a big game, man. That's yeah, a big game. Final. Two undefeateds. And you add in, like, they already don't like each other, right? Yep. Already play a similar style of smash you in the mouth, try to score some points, good defenses, right? Mm-hmm. I think TJ Watt is a big day against Ryan Tannehill. Um, you know, especially with uh, you know my my former not great player uh, Taylor Lewan, who I just don't like, but I feel bad that he tore his ACL after I said it. <clears throat> so sorry, Taylor, I didn't mean to do that to you. Um, but Pittsburgh's got that extra juice because they feel like they got the short end of the stick in this COVID mess with Tennessee. This is that game that was supposed. This to is be that game that was supposed to happen. That's right. Yeah. Forced yeah. them to have that weird bye week, an early yeah. bye week, and here they are. So now, you know, is it does Pittsburgh really bring that bat to that game? Do they try to like just lay the wood? That's interesting. That's you know what? That's that's interesting when you say that there because like you know I I kind of forgot about that. This is the game that they ended up at both having to take their bye week then. Yeah. Uh, and now they're making it up for it. But the thing is, is that, okay, so Pittsburgh, are you going to play with emotion and come out there? It, it is, is is an emotional Pittsburgh Steelers team going to be good enough to beat? Well, I, don't, I don't know that Mike Tomlin lets them be emotional. Mike yeah. Tomlin is a coach, right? He's, he's, yeah. he's a Hall of Fame coach. He is. He is. Um, and that defense is nasty. On which side? Because they're both really good defenses. Yep. You know who else they is are. nasty? You know who else is nasty? King Henry. Mr. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. We saw that with Josh Norman flying through the air. So, I mean. I feel like I want to buy Derrick Henry a Christmas present just for what he did. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's 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 probably the most entertaining game to be watching. Yeah. Um, for sure. In the only- early window, right? And that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that Cleveland Cincinnati game is probably close, but I think that's just because it's two young quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, and what we think they'll do there. But um yeah, yeah I think Pittsburgh, Tennessee is the game of the week. Yeah. Cowboys, Washington, I couldn't care about. Although for the Cowboys, I'm sure they have to beat Washington to keep in first. They have to keep that going. Uh Lions, Falcons, I, I don't care about. But again, you know, they I think the Falcons have to like kiss this season goodbye. I don't know. That's just it me. It would be interesting to watch. They're in a really tough division to have started the way they started. They started the- horribly. Exactly. And now you're what? With, with, with New Orleans and Tampa? New yeah. Orleans and Tampa? Yeah. Crazy. You're not getting there. No. You know, I don't know, though. I don't know that New Orleans. I feel like there's some cracks in New Orleans, and I don't know they're going to get out. I think they make the postseason, but they're out early. That's what I think. Yeah. I don't think they make the playoffs. You don't think so, eh? I think it's starting to crumble. I think I think it's starting to crumble. Well, I mean, I think it's room for them and New and uh, Tampa to make the playoffs. I I don't think there's well, but if Carolina, but if Carolina comes on, that's true. That's true. But I 
You're not getting three teams. You're not getting three teams out of the NFC South. No, 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 no. That's ridiculous. I mean, one of them is going to come out of the uh, NFC West, like an extra team. I think at least, yeah. Like you're going to see yeah. two out of the NFC West, and you, yeah. you might see two out of the uh, North. Yeah. Right. The Eastern so, is going to have one. Yeah. This is the, the easiest one is whoever wins the division. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, Bears and, the Bears and Green Bay probably come out of the North, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, and and in the West, you can look at the Rams and the Seahawks. Like, that's not yeah, out of the realm of possibilities. It might be San Francisco. It might be three teams out of the NC West. The NC West is super competitive. I don't know. Because I also think that you can look at three teams coming out of uh, – uh, I, I forget what is that NFC uh, South? Is that yeah. what it is? South with Carolina, uh, New Orleans, and Tampa. I mean, you yeah, can absolutely could. I just there's something there. in my gut that tells me that the problems in New Orleans are deeper than we know right now, and that it might show itself late. Well, is it though? Because I mean, right in the beginning of the season, I think Drew Brees kind of lost the locker room with what he said. And yep. I just don't think that it ever ended up getting picked up yep. after that. That's what and, it kind of in my gut. That's what, yeah. that's what in my gut about them is that they're not a, they're not a cohesive unit. As and, they have been. Here's the thing. I think, I know, I know. And, but here's the thing is I don't think Drew Brees meant to be like that. I just think he was just being himself and people just couldn't understand it at that moment. You know I what think, I mean? Yeah, I think that um, I think that Drew was consistent with who he is. Yeah, I think that the players knew that's who he was, but yeah. for him to go out publicly with it yeah. is different. He hasn't been playing great. I mean, I saw that one pass there that they kept showing there, uh, where it just like went, yeah. Yep. But he's also forty-two, right? Yeah. So I mean, listen, it's the Philip Rivers argument. Yeah. You know, like it's right. your own fault as an organization to sit there and put all your hopes and dreams on a 40-something-year-old quarterback. Well, and here's the thing, too, is that I wonder about is how much, you know, we made a lot to, of uh, not having a preseason. Yeah. You know, in any real contact about the younger players and how they were going to acclimate to the game. Yeah. I wonder now, as we see some of these older guys, specifically quarterbacks. Yeah. Not having those live reps in preseason because they would get some live reps, right? Right. They'd even get a game. You know, the, the third preseason game is typically the dress rehearsal, and they play the whole first half and the first series or two of the second half, right? Yeah, yeah. And that gets them ready to go. And we saw it with Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady's other world in that first week. In that first, wow. I love that she thinks I'm right. And Daisy but, thinks you're right. Yeah. yeah. But we're not – I think we see it with Phillip Rivers in a new system. And going that way, you see it with Drew Brees. And Drew Brees hasn't had Michael Thomas, and he doesn't have any receivers outside Jared Cook that are the same, yeah. right? So maybe they need just a preseason to get it going. Maybe it all flies up and it goes out. It just feels like – I don't have any other way to say it is that in my gut, I just feel like this is a down year for the Saints. Yeah. Well, it, it – it's not even far-fetched, right? It's not even far-fetched to say that. So rounding this up, we have the Jaguars and the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, anyone can win that game. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're going to see uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, take the mustache guard Minshew back for a pick six. I feel like that's yeah. Gonna- yeah. Uh, although I thought, you know, Jalen Ramsey is like as, as loved as Golden Tate, right? So... <laughs> 
And Bears and Rams, that one for a Monday night game is actually a pretty good Monday night game. I mean, Aaron Donald against Nick Foles. That's the way I look at it. That's the way I look at it. Aaron Donald against Nick Foles. Because it's not – I I honestly think that uh, uh, Los Angeles quarterback is a little bit too shaky. Like, you know, you can't Dave, be coming out and playing – Dave, this great. one's for you. Uh, it's Cleo Mack versus J.J. Goff. That's the matchup. And Cleo Mack wins that matchup and gets him up his spots, and it's Bears all day. Okay. Hey, we are with my man, Lee Tebow. This is a dangerous man over here. Yes. So Lee, you are, you are, so a lot of people won't know this there if they're American, right? But like in, in Canada, in our Navy, we have trades like, you know, they, they call it bosun mate in the U.S. Right. Over here though, you're just a bosun, right? Bosun. Infantry, bosun. infantry of the Navy, right? Yep. So Lee, you are a military member plus an athlete. Yes. And I'd like you to go into a little bit on what you did to make this happen. Because originally, from what I understand, you being a champ over there, um, well, well, getting in involved, it took you a while, right? It took you a while to get involved into this because it was just all Army run or Air Force run, right? Uh, very much Air Force and Army dominated. So what so- did you have to do in order to get it going? <laughs> Well, combination of uh, right time, right place. Um, I don't need to tell you how busy the Navy can be sometimes, right? You know, sail first, workups, golf trips, you know, me and you going back to it, right? Hashtag 14. You know what it's about. So uh, I think for me, the biggest thing that I have, um, and I would always say the feather in my cap was, um, I've been wrestling since I was like a kid, right? And that's the thing, like to touch my father, you know, trained with Gary Goodridge, who was a UFC fighter. So right. me and my brother got to train with John Knapp, who was an alternate for Team Canada freestyle wrestling. So I was shooting double legs, like when I was even in elementary school, you know, wrestled through high school, had a lot of success. And I actually came to the military kind of hoping to wrestle with the SISM team, which, you know, that kind of went through. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Right. But that's things so I've been wrestling since I was a kid. And I've just um, even in the military before you know, combatives was a thing, you know, that's my passion. If you like snowboarding, you go snowboard. If you like World of Warcraft, you go on the line. For me, I like grappling. So I got involved with uh, mixed martial arts as soon as I came to Vic. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the one thing I I do remember is that I was doing Krav Maga and you were doing like uh, jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You were doing gi and no gi tournaments, if I do remember back in 2014. Yeah, uh, primarily no gi. But yeah. uh, again, that's not to say I don't have a gi, and I have done a gi tournament. But I, I would only say, like, be, like honestly, just one. Um, I'm, pre- I'm predominantly uh, a no gi guy, and as you remember doing my classes on Regina, I've done a lot of kickboxing training through my yeah. uh, gym, Crusher Combat. Yeah, yeah. So the funny thing is, Brad, is that uh, so Lee when he started doing this, when he started bringing, I'm going to go challenge these army guys. Because they never let a Navy guy in. I'm going to go do that. He asked me to train with them. Yeah. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> well, well, that was the question that my, I have two questions. One is, is Lee, how big are you? Like, what's your what's your stats? Because I know what Sean's are. And two, um, have you guys ever, like, tossed up a little bit? Just, Nick, friendly, not, you know, because Sean likes to wrestle. <laughs> I've never had the chance to uh, wrestle Sean. Uh, for my weight, I'm what you call an uh, ultra heavyweight. And I can honestly say it ranges 
my average weight right now is about 270. Mm. And then, but again, when I get ready for any tournament, you know, it's cardioville and bye yeah, bye yeah, powerlifting. Yeah, yeah. So. so I normally compete at around 250 ish. Sure, sure. Are you about the same about the same height as Sean? Are you guys pretty like you know? I think Lee, you're you're yeah, a little I'm, taller. You're a little I'm, taller. I'm about six foot two, so maybe a yeah. little bit. But like, yeah. there's not that much of a diff. Like you know, it's yeah, 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 no. yeah. Once you clear, once you clear that kind of six one range, we're all about the same height until six yeah. six, right? Like six six seems to be, you know. So here's my thing is that I'm looking I'm looking at a younger version of me and going, <laughs> oh man, this guy's gonna take me down like quite quite easily. <laughs> you know when you start getting a little slower and you yeah. see the young dog coming up and it's like, yeah, this guy's gonna take me down quite easily. <laughs> Flatter me. <laughs> well, Lee, man, like I mean, it. I was so proud of you. My favorite thing in the world. My favorite thing in the world is to watch big guys wrestle. I think that's just fun to me. So I would, I'd pay to watch you two get after it. I appreciate that. If I pay for it, I mean, I'd buy you a six pack or something. You know what I mean? We could just toss it up in the backyard and see. Dude, I'm in the Navy. You know that's worth its weight in gold. Yeah, exactly right. That's how it works. <laughs> so tell me, tell me right now, um, some of the, some of the, because like, I, I've, I've been watching you on Facebook, posting your, your workouts, you know, out there, because sometimes, you know, when you're, when you're deployed on the ship. Yeah. You don't have the greatest workout environment. Just tell me some of the challenges that you would have in order to get ready for a competition, but yet you're being deployed somewhere. Oh, yeah, no, easy. Um, and bear in mind, I'll start with pre-COVID. <laughs> Is um, uh, If you actually look at a lot of the articles in the lookout, uh, they're there. Um, whether it's wrestling, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, whatever you want to call it, there's a lot of grappling per se going on. It's like, um, I remember myself on Protector, I was with uh, Tim Rose and one of my best friends, William Mayhausen, who trains with me still at Crusher Combat. Now, and Tim Rose, fighting... Tim Rose, isn't he a black belt? Uh, he's, uh, he's a blue belt. Blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I'm sorry, I, yeah. I didn't want to, I just wanted to bring some context into that. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And just to kind of clarify, like, if people, anyone who actually understands Brazilian jiu-jitsu, there are black belts and black belts and blue belts and blue belts. And he's a legitimate blue belt, which is right. more than, you know, I won't say some organizations that give you a belt out of a Cracker Jack box for, you know, mm -hmm. just showing up. So he's just a blue belt. But again, under a wonderful gym and well-deserved. Right. <laughs> Props to him. But again, to prepare, it's like I've always done rolling um, at sea. It started with HMC's Protector. Um, I even tried to get some mats on um, Regina. If you actually uh, remember, I actually used to have a competition. At the time, I was the bar manager. And, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I get my monthly wages. I actually would go in the circle on the flight deck, and I would run pumbling drills during my, you know, MMA circuit, fitness MMA, whatever you want to call it. You do a mm -hmm. one-two combo. You do 10 push-ups. You do 10 sit-ups and go down, stuff like that. But for my station, I'd actually have people pumble with me, which is a uh, Greco-Roman. And I'd be like, I'm not even screwing with you. If you can push me out of the circle, you can have my bar wages. You can have my 50 bucks. Yeah, that's a motivator, <laughs> right? Especially when you're out there. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, too, like uh, if, uh, Sean, you remember back uh, on Regina, we actually had Tim Rose and Matthew Goodwin. So we made yeah. sure we had a great gym. And that's the thing. If you actually look at a lot of the CPFs, Fitness is made more of a like mainstream now than it ever has been. So uh, most of our ships, even myself, I'm on HMCS Nanaimo, uh, MCDV, and you know what? We uh, just came back from Off Creep and Laser, and we had a phenomenal gym. So you know, there's never a shy of pull-up bars, weights, and you know, always a lot of really good workout and exercise equipment that you can use. Yeah. 
Well, that was the one thing I do remember on the Regina there is that there were so many great uh, mixed martial artists, great martial artists that were on board that ship. There was a guy. Yeah. No, you can be super like, nice and still somebody's there looking at that thing going, oh, no, Lee Tebow. No, no. <laughs> Actually, believe it or not, it's a little bit of the reverse. And I don't want to – it's not as much as I'd like to think that. You know, I'm like an Alexander Keith. Those who like me like me a lot. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, you, as much as it's not actually Tebow the man, and it's all good, I don't mind it, I actually get more of the, oh, well, Tebow did it? Well, that more paints the target on your back. And uh, I can say, like, as a joke, but a devilish little smile, I almost get a clicker because it's like, oh, yeah, you're just lucky I wasn't there. Or you're just lucky I wasn't there. Or you're just lucky I wasn't there. And it's like, yeah. you know, I'm, I think I'm competitive. I don't consider, like, honestly, the word champion, I hate it. I feel it makes me sound like a douchebag. The flip side of the coin, though, is, like, don't tell me that, you know, you're just lucky I wasn't there. It's a tournament. It's so, a tournament. Like, I'm, you're free I'm, to you're free to enter. <laughs> exactly, man. This isn't me playing golf with my bosses, you know, getting oh the extra brownie points, you know, because I'm the champion. Oh, Tebow plays golf with us. Tebow's kissing our asses. Let's give him the gold medal. No, oh, man, show up. The law of the jungle. I'm not an a-hole. I hate the word champion. I don't think of myself as the champion. No, man, I'm just a guy who wins, but at the same token in time, it's a tournament. It's like air hockey, man. Put your coins in, let's throw down. Yeah. And uh, you know what? The winner buys the beer. Man, I'll yeah. compete in anything you can keep scoring, man. Hot dog eating contest, air <laughs> hockey, golf. Like we could race down the street. Like you, man. Yeah. If there's, if there's a, as long as there's a way to find a clear cut winner, like sign me Let's up. Let's throw down. Let's <laughs> do it. Let's, 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 sorry, let's freaking do it. Yeah. <laughs> what That's I what awesome. I loved about you, man, is that you're an Argonauts fan as well. <laughs> you know. <what? laughs> <laughs> right now brad's there going oh god the cfl outnumbers oh, me at this CFL. moment yeah, well. <laughs> you know what don't even worry about it because you know what as a cfl fan the one place i don't get any recognition is here in canada because the thing i love toronto but everyone else thinks they're everyone in bc is like yeah bc lions like we have a football team no we're all seattle seahawk fans it's like okay but <laughs> are you guys actually from seattle no but you know they're close yeah. enough and yeah, I'm not even going to the NFL is better than the CFL. Yes, NFL is better than the CFL, but you know what? I'm not from Seattle. I ain't got no cousins from Seattle. Yeah. I love the crab pot as much as the next person. I'm from Borden, which is just outside of Toronto, man. I was raised around Toronto. The yeah. moment I started loving sports, I was close to the T-Dot, man. Yeah. Toronto holds a place in my heart. That's yeah, it. As it should be. You shouldn't have to defend yeah. who you root for. Unless yeah. you're Sean and it changes every week. Sean changes his mind every week who he roots for. So They ain't so. Say it ain't so. It ain't so. These guys, you know, <laughs> just because you get married and you have to like follow another football team, uh, all of a sudden you're following nine. I don't understand. Different <laughs> <laughs> jersey every week, Sean. Hey, hey, that's because I love Brett Favre. You can't knock me on that one. So, no, I just, well, you I mean, can, you can, but <laughs> man, hey, Lee, I just wanted to get. Uh, well, wait, Brad, you you had a question, yeah. I saw you had a question uh, there. For what? Thinking. Just now? Just now. And I think uh, I cut uh, you I off. Gonna say, I was going to say something not flattering for you, so we can keep moving. I'll say Oh, that. okay. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> excellent. Let's just move along. All right. I did want to get your feelings on 254, UFC 254. Oh, yeah. The big one. The old 11 o'clocker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, for the- me... Yes, I was going to say, so the UFC, so obviously you've got Khabib versus Gaethje, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I hate to say this, the idiot's guide to MMA would say, well, I think if uh, Khabib gets the takedown, you know, he's going to win. No, a couple of keys to victory for me is 
Um, I'm calling Justin Gaethje. I think he's got. Wow. Yeah. Okay, go, go. Yeah, All it. right, so that's the thing. Is like what people don't understand is, and I've got nothing but respect for Khabib. Like, oh, the guy's the man. Like, clearly, but um, what people don't understand about Justin is that he is a decorated wrestler. Like, if you you can go on the line, work with right. Google, you can find right. some stats about him. Even watch the UFC countdown; it's on YouTube, and mm-hmm. you can actually see that. Like Justin, man, that guy was in a singlet, like myself. Like you know, since the day he could crawl, man. He has got an impressive, impressive wrestling pedigree. It's it, he just likes to strike. It's almost kind of like back to the Chuck Liddell. I consider Chuck Liddell one of the best wrestlers of MMA. And I was like, no, no, no. He was a striker. Like the best wrestlers are Tito, like in that time era, right? Matt Hughes, Tito Ortiz, Randy Couture. But you got to remember, on multiple occasions, you had like guys like Tito and Randy who tried to, you know, take down Chuck. Chuck's takedown defense. Yep. was just yep. not given like the due it deserved. He was yep. the perfect counter wrestler. And that's thing. He didn't need to out wrestle Randy or Tito. He was yep. a superior striker and he right. just knew he had to stop the takedown. And eventually he would do what we all know he did. And right. again, not to compare Chuck to Justin, but I think the same philosophy, I think yep. Justin's got great wrestling. He just chooses to like, you know, he's the guy who outstruck Tony Ferguson in the Rocky story come to life. Yeah. Yeah, and- like, like I did, you know what? That was something that I did notice is that like Kukui, El Kukui, uh, he got messed up by Gaethje, right? Like messed yeah. up. So I was like, wow, nobody really put hands on Tony Ferguson before him. So I'm not as comfortable. At first I was like really just like, yeah, Habib's got this. He's going to take him down. He's going to do whatever. I'm not as comfortable today as I was two months ago with what right. I just said, my, you know, yeah, my only, uh, the thing that I'm curious to see is, is I agree. I agree. I think Justin has a better chance than most people will give him. What I'm interested to see is what Khabib's uh, mindset is after losing his father and talking about how this is his father's legacy and like all of those things. Like it, it's either going to be that elevates him just another step up or it's going to be a distraction for him Um, i still think i I completely agree and if i like that's the one big thing i could actually speak to as well what and i'm when i would like to say for khabib is i want to give a shout out to my own dad my my father's still alive but i understand that respect because again going back to kind of touch back to the whole combatives my father was in the military retired now and my dad was my wrestling coach my whole life so that's the same thing like that's why i'm so competitive especially when it came to the combatives because you know it's my i'm in the military now and that's my military retired father who's coaching me. So it's, and again, it's not one of those, you know, it gives me that extra spirit, but it does. And that's the big thing. Like it's something you can't, it's not quantitative, right? Like you can't put a number on it and we've seen no. it go the other way. Right. But it's the same yeah. thing. It's Brett Favre playing on Monday night football the day after his dad dies and throwing for four touchdowns and 300 yards and beating the Raiders. Right. Like it's, yeah. it's those things. Like it's, it's a it's thing. Yeah. Everybody did. No, it's a thing. Yeah. Again, with my father, it's the biggest, like that was the thing. Like yeah. I, it's that, that's my X factor. If you guys ever want like, What's your X factor, your cardio, your conditioning, your size? I can tell you, having my father coach you, like listening to his voice, that shit, I'm sorry, like just elevates me to the next level. That's what gave me that drive. And I know Khabib had his father in there. So, and again, I wouldn't know anything. Like my father's still alive and I thank God for that. So I just know that if I was ever going back and my father had passed and I was wrestling in his honor, I know for me, that would be that X factor that you just could not F with. So Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. like, honestly, I think Khabib's going to be next freaking level mm-hmm. yeah i don't disagree with you i, I think it's, this is probably the fight of the year though right i don't know that we oh yeah this is this is oh, the match oh, this is the fight yeah like this. i saw a meme once that actually made me laugh and it's um uh basically this is real life rocky four 
It's uh, it, it, I, it, you can find it on Facebook. I never, I should have shared it. It's Tobey Maguire from the first Spider-Man. I think it's like glasses off. He looks and he sees Rocky with the uh, American flag and Drago with the Russian. And then he puts the glasses on and then it's Khabib with the American flag. And, uh, you know, <laughs> so, yeah, Justin with the American flag and Khabib with the Russian. So, I, don't, I don't know why I didn't share that. It's 2020. It's what you do. But uh, oh, I just man. saw it and I laughed my ass off. Oh, Lee, you know what? It's been great talking to you today, man. I, thank thank you. you for spending some of that time with us there, man. I, 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 you know, I know as, as a military member, you, we were just talking, you had a duty watch there. <laughs> he came out lack of sleep. You, you guarded the ship properly. You come back out here and you, here you are with a lack of sleep doing this interview. I really appreciate it. Lee. Thank the you. The great so much. energy that you bring Lee is, is fantastic. I, I think I'm ready to go work out just talking to you. So, <laughs> uh, you know what? I just, you guys know that old quote, you know, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Well, yep. that's the thing. It's like, you don't have to thank me, man. Like this is, this is my jam. I yep. like, this is what I do. I train, I coach, I watch, I drive my girlfriend nuts. <laughs> so, like I said, this is my passion. This is my jam. So, honestly, I'm the blessed one here. Thank you both. You have found you found it. That's for sure. Whatever uh, whatever it is, you've got it. So, thanks for spending your time with us this morning. We appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. All right. And listen, um, we're going to send you a copy of this there. Share it out there because, like, I'm sure people are going to want to hear what you got to cool. say. I appreciate so, that, man. Yeah. I'm sure you know. whether they want to hear or not. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. There you go. I love this. I love you, Lee. I love you. <laughs> I'm humble, but I love the sound of my own voice. It's there you happening. go. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> All right, man. I would let you go so you could go ahead and enjoy your rest of your Sunday. All right. Or Saturday. All right, thanks, whoa, whoa. It. Sunday, Saturday. Yeah, enjoy your still our day. I know off. where touch me. I know where your head's at. I know where your head's at. It's the weekend. <laughs> I never felt that it's more important to vote than I do this year. Um, I That's think awesome. Record, at least. record turnouts uh, just in ballots that have already been cast. I think people are just making sure they get there. Yeah, I saw like 52 million already. It's like pre-mail-in ballots. So that's awesome. Like that's over 10% already. So. Yeah. So, which is a big push. I think, you know, last year was the last, the last election cycle of this magnitude was in the thirties percent. Right. Yeah. I think we'll, yeah well eclipse that um and we'll hear who really feels like it is it's the whole thing is sad to me that it's so divisive um i i i just find it yeah exactly like we should be able to have a conversation civilly both sides you know and and be able to come up with with, uh some sort of uh conversation in order to move forward you know what i mean But right now, I think people are just like, it's like you're stuck in the mud and it's just like, you know, this is the only thing that I'm looking at. But they don't look at the bigger picture of what needs to be done as opposed to what you're just looking at. You're so spot on. You're so spot on there. What drives me crazy is that the comparison game, one, and then two is when you're so target focused on one issue that you absolve uh, behaviors that you wouldn't allow in any other spectrum of your world. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just very disheartening for me um i think just as a person as a human to watch yeah people, I, relationships of people that you know based on yeah or <clears throat> people who don't know that you exist or care that you exist really but you know so. like like the worst part is that you had all the time in the world in order to get candidates up there and this is the best candidates you have you know like well, they're not that different and that's the thing right that's that's it 
they might be 3% different. And the way I like to say it is I still an old bit from Joe Rogan, right? And it's, here's the thing. If I have a, if I give you a roast beef sandwich, that's 97% roast beef and 3% shit. Can I still convince you that's a roast beef sandwich? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. the same thing, man. Like those people are 97% the same way. I know. And it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad because, you know, there was, there was a moment that there could have been real change and I just don't know what happened. And well, it's like, okay, okay. So this is, this is, this is where it's at. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to go into this too, too, too much, but it is interesting that it is coming up and people are going to have to spend Thanksgiving dinners together. And there's, there's family members that don't hold the same, like that was a big problem in 2016 is that people didn't want to have Thanksgiving together. And to me, it's just like, you know what? It's about time just to bury the freaking hatchet. Your government's going to be what it is. And then yeah. during that four year period, you got to work with what you got. Well, yeah. And, you know, we're probably not going to have Thanksgiving uh, this year because they're saying you shouldn't gather in groups, even with your family and your host. Because <sighs> of the pandemic. So Which, sad. If yeah. you're keeping track at home, it's, you know, month eight, maybe uh, yeah. of this whole deal. And so I think yeah. if you yeah. anyway, I don't. No, no, I hear you. I mean, right. like here we we had a we had a small thing, right? Because I mean, you just can't do it. I I was gonna fly my mother over and can't do it. You know what I mean? It's it was, it's interesting. Um, I don't know if I've ever told you this. The most uncomfortable I've ever been in a bar was election night, twenty sixteen. I could believe it, and I didn't think that way going into the night. Yeah, and so we went to play trivia at a bar. You know, a local bar. Me and a couple of buddies, and we're sitting in there. Is and, it off uh, the hook? No, no, we're in Anacortes at the Brown Lantern. Oh, okay, uh, the Brown Lantern. Lantern. Favorite place to eat in Anacortes. I ate there a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know yeah, if like, you noticed my beer mug, but it was NES Whippy Island. So, yes, yes. <laughs> you come back to visit. I'm gonna take you to the Brown. They've got man, they've got this special <laughs> menu that I'm on right now. Yeah, buddy. Anyway, so we're there for trivia night. Uh, and, uh, and of course is a relatively liberal place. And so when they figured out that, uh, Hillary Clinton was not the winner that Donald Trump was, uh, man, that whole place stopped and they started chanting and like, it got real aggressive real fast. And, um, and not having a dog in that fight, I didn't, I didn't, I don't care now either, but it was just one of those things where I just looked at my brother and was like, man, we got to get out of here. Like this yeah. place go, you know, um, it's, it's but, sad. It's sad when you have to think like that. Yeah, it was terrible. You know, it's yeah. the same. It's interesting because, you know, as sports fans, you think of, um, you know, being in Vancouver, um, you know, when they won. Um, and, you know, you see this stuff from Detroit when they win the, the Stanley Cup or, you know, any team wins and like they part of the riots become, you know. And I feel like this election's that way too. No matter who wins. It's either going to be a celebratory riot, which feels weird to say, or you know, it's just going to go either way. And it's, it's just, just it's just disheart. sad. Yeah, it's, it's sad, disheart. right? Because it's like you know, you look over to America, and America is supposed to be the leader of uh, the bastion of hope and everything like that. And then you're looking over, and it's like you're about to burn down. And it's like, come on, guys, just get well, it together. You know, like twenty percent of the people making problems for the other eighty percent. I hear you. I hear ten percent on both sides. This is tough. So I hear you. Anyway, yeah. uh, we should all just be better, be kind, have a little more mercy. Just, you know, I agree. Pushing because it's way bigger than what we're making it have to be right now. So yeah. 
man, this is, you know what? I didn't want to go down this road, but at the same hand, I'm glad we talked about it because I think yeah. like we, we've, we've both brought up some really good points in this. Yeah. Thing. I, I think it's the, it's the time. I think if you, yeah. if in, in this world in 2020 with a pandemic going and with this, all this craziness that's soaking around us, if you don't get to enjoy what this has brought for you as terrible as it's been, right. Find the silver linings, find whatever it is and find a little more grace and find a little more kindness and learn how to be a decent human being. Like we could really turn it now. It doesn't matter who the leadership group is, we can't give power to one person. There's not a King on this earth. um, That's going to control all of us. This is how it goes. So a little more love, a little more grace, a little more kindness. uh, And let's be better people. I love it. All humans, right? Humans. I love it. Yeah. Or humans, as my kids like to say. <laughs> well, just having a look over here, I see Stefan Struve is actually entered in the octagon and this fight is happening. Yeah. So okay. Well, that sounds like a sign for us to cut off because I gotta watch right. this. So hey, uh, everyone, thanks for your support. We appreciate you. Uh find us all things podcast wherever you get it. Uh YouTube for the video content, and uh we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. All right. Peace and thank you for the support. Have a great one. You've listened to the podcast, but now it's time to visit us in our virtual sports bar. Get all of our info at guysbeersports.com, where you can find all the ways to connect with us. Watch for live conversations with Brad and Sean that happen throughout the week. And join in with your favorite local beer. You can share your thoughts in the conversation comments with your own uploaded videos. Or even join us as a guest live commentator. The GBS Virtual Sports Bar is open for business. Come on in, boys and girls.